Existence is one big learning journey, and we want you along for the ride. This is the Learner's Permit Podcast, just three idiots talking life, love, and endeavors behind the scenes. I'm Molly. I'm Joe. And I'm William. So this week... (laughs) Our maiden journey. Wow. Yeah, our maiden journey into recording for YouTube. It's not exactly my maiden journey, because mine was a lot longer ago when I had Potato for internet and a Sputnik for a computer. I mean, I've done some videos too, not like your channel, but but for this channel, it is our maiden journey. Yeah, absolutely. Also, this just kind of happened for all of us where I was like, hey, so let's back up a bit and talk about the impetus of the Factotum Project channel because all of this is Markiplier and Crank Gameplay's fault for starting it is honest. And it inspired us essentially to start our own channel with the rapid upcoming death of Unisonis from the taking on similar themes from the perspective of learning and growing, yeah. experiencing things, and without so much emphasis on the inevitability of death, which I feel like- enough of that emphasis this year to begin with. Yes, absolutely. So one day, and by one day I mean last week or so. That sounds about right. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? We should do this. And so now we're here. That's pretty much it for- (laughs) Yeah, and soon, (laughs) in less than a week, I'm gonna spend half a day dying in a costume. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Me and my incredibly cheap action camera. Oh yeah. Before we get too much into that, because you might want to test that with like actual full sunlight. Yeah. So let's talk about our first couple of videos that we filmed together. Our very first video, let it be known, is the Reddit 50-50 challenge that we recorded together. And our second video is the apple cider chaos. And dear God, was that chaos. Such wonderful chaos. Wonderful, horrible, three hours or more of f- What have we learned in the past couple of weeks of filming together? Because I feel like I've learned a lot. Probably more than I did while trying to do YouTube solo. I have also learned a great deal from the last time I attempted to do YouTube, which was about six years ago. I think the same biggest thing for me uh, that I could actually put my finger on because I feel like I've learned a lot about the editing process and just sort of a, a new viewpoint of looking at videos and movies and TV shows that I didn't have before and understanding what goes into a production like that, that that's a bit hard to describe but the most concrete mm-hmm. thing that I can say and a piece of advice that I can give take shots of everything because if you wish you had gotten it and you didn't that's a lot worse off than scrapping it. You can always cut, you can never add. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Like making belts. Will, why do you feel that way? What specifically happened in the past couple of weeks? All right, I have been attempting to record with OBS software, and this is my first time really using this, especially to record, you know, my own webcam. So I was supposed to be a camera angle for the Apple Cider Chaos video, but I didn't know how to work OBS, so all of the footage that I thought I was getting of Molly and Joe's cam was completely lost lost. Yes. And there were shots there that we needed. Like in the Cards with Consequences video, which we filmed in the same evening, I was supposed to get a shot of the consequences that Joe, Molly, and our cameraman Ben were going to be taking. But my camera wasn't recording that feed, and we no longer had the shots. 
that's going to be an interesting workaround for me because I am editing the apple cider video. To be fair, we already have like four camera angles. I don't think with the way this feeds in a little bit to some of the things that I've learned, but I don't think with camera angles that we have, I'm going to be needing my footage as much because where my phone camera was placed, all you really are looking at are our backs the whole time for the most part. So that's why one of the things that I've learned is that if you are not filming at your desk and you are filming outside anywhere, if it's not just a casual vlog or something like that, you're going to need a shot list. And a shot list meaning a rough outline of some of the angles and areas that would be best to record from a viewer perspective. Yeah, I tried to block out to match where we had the cameras, but... I mean, hey, at least yeah. editing that footage of your guys' backs will be a lot easier because another thing that I've learned from all of this, do not underestimate the editing process. Oh yeah. It is the most fun part of the process, in my opinion, because you're literally choosing what it is that people see. But it is also the most tedious because it usually takes anywhere between two to three times the amount of footage that you have. And when or more. an apple cider video takes three hours, yeah. you can imagine. Honestly, the two to three times the footage, for me, especially being a beginner, that is just in rough cuts. That is not in final edits. That is not in After Effects. That is not in adjusting the audio. That is just going through and deleting empty spaces and deciding what to get rid of. Right, especially if you're still learning any of the programs out there, especially one of the higher-end ones like Premiere or in Vegas in some cases or Final Cut or whatever it is that you're using. Take the time. YouTube is your best friend. Like tutorials, tutorials have saved me so much in this process, especially with Photoshop because I'm doing the majority of the social media stuff as well. It's just saved me so much. The time and the effort of, you know, not knowing what I'm doing to kind of knowing what I'm doing with certain things. And I've been been able to create some things that I'm actually really proud of going up on our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I will say that is your best friend, tutorials are your best friend and drive runs are your best friend. If you are oh, yes. just starting out, especially with a new software, even if you're an experienced editor going into like a new software, maybe you start out with a free software like Blender or what I use, Lightworks, and you picked up Premiere or something, I highly recommend taking some footage that you yourself probably aren't going to use and just playing around with it. Cutting it down, something that doesn't really matter, something that you're not going to post and just play with the software. Have a good time. Mm -hmm. Do what you can. Yes. Yes, I agree. Joe, yes. what is some stuff that you've learned? I have learned similar things to what Will mentioned about editing. Mm -hmm. For context, you're working with Vegas. And for even more context, I'm working with Premiere. And while Joe and I live relatively close together, Will is farther away like from us. Hour and a half, two hour drive. Traffic yes. Dependent. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we do with Will is going to have to be virtual. Mm -hmm. We're experimenting and finding ways to include him in our videos in interesting ways. Hence the apple cider video and making him a camera angle, essentially. Because without your recipe bit, I probably wouldn't be in the video or at least not have a, a role of consequence. And I think that's where we're really being exercised in our creativity. You know, it's not just coming up with scripts and video ideas. There's also a huge amount of creativity in staging, editing, finding your way around problems, especially I've come to find out lighting. Lighting is a big oh, yeah that you need to really get creative with and really get a handle of.
part of my role in this, because I'm a huge planner, when something is on my mind that I'm excited about and I feel like I need to do in order for something to go well, I do a lot of research. We have our TFP staff server in Discord and it's just full of this section of tutorials and learning. There's like filming stuff, there's Photoshop stuff, there's photography stuff, just anything that might be useful to give us a leg up in the process. I try to look for and, and learn a little bit about. That's how I was able to give Ben tips and Joe too on filming with a phone camera and how I knew what a shot list was even though I studied film for a while. We'll get to that later. One of the most surprising things to me has been so far how excited I got for the apple cider video. Not only the execution of it even though that was a little bit nerve-wracking but just the blocking of like okay where can we put this camera so that this will look good in the final cut or where can these lights go and and dealing with some of the limitations we had with the lighting because other than my kitchen lights we just had these two clip-on like USB lamps that are meant for what I normally use as my setup for Twitch. So it's been an interesting journey so far with lighting and camera angles and placement of things and figuring that part out is like an unexpected exercise in creativity as well said. Let's talk about a little bit some of our experience because all of us have experience with YouTube but Molly you mentioned that you studied film what other relevant experience like where are we coming from as newbies so for me, I actually did an independent study in college on YouTube content creation because at the time I was leaning very heavily into wanting to do YouTube on top of writing a book and all that stuff. And I specifically was in the gaming space for YouTube, but I was never really consistent enough in posting to get to where I wanted to be at the time because I did not post consistently and it was all on me to do everything. And while I really enjoyed it, I hit my burnout point a lot faster because I was doing so many other things that I cared about or had to do and deal with, but also I was kind of leaning towards Twitch at the time as well when I had the chance to stream because of the immediate interaction. But with this, I kind of always wanted to return to YouTube in some way because one way to grow on Twitch is to create content on YouTube and be found on YouTube and how a lot of Twitch's algorithm, and I put, I'll put algorithm in quotes, is based on the discoverability of other social media websites. So I was kind of like, okay, I need to make YouTube content at some point. I just don't have the time or the energy. And I felt like I w needed a team behind me. So now I'm glad that we are getting to do these things and are making the time to do these things together because we have the team each of us needs to be able to do what we want to do. And we are kind of all doing a little bit of everything at this point, and we're all extremely busy, so balancing it has been another challenge that we're actively discussing and trying to overcome. Sorry, I went on a complete rant, but that's where I am at. I did run a small channel for a number of years that had over a thousand subscribers, but at the time I failed to transition it from one kind of space to a more gaming space, and I just stopped and did not want to associate 
associate that particular brand with me anymore. Right. I definitely agree with you, though, that a team behind you can be an amazing resource. I know for me personally, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel this way as well, you know, you go on YouTube and you have all these creators and you get inspired. You might see a person do a video. You know, you get this other idea that would make a cool video. And for me, I would get like two or three video ideas. I'm like, oh, I should start a YouTube channel. But that's where it would stop because I would, you know, get two or three video ideas and that was the extent of my creativity and I had no knowledge about editing or how to make a YouTube channel or the YouTube algorithm. You know, I was camera shy. I didn't have any of the motivation or anything to put into that, which is why having a team like everyone that you see on the channel and behind the scenes of the channel is just an absolutely amazing resource. So don't be afraid to get in on a team if you have that option. They can be amazingly helpful. Yeah, especially if there are people that you hang out with regularly and who you have the same interests as. Because I think what you're thinking of, Will, in terms of ideas, is by the end of the first couple of nights in listing out ideas, we had over 200. Yeah, our spreadsheet was absolutely jam-packed. And since then, we have found overlaps with Udazana's ideas, but... Yeah, that's the thing. I am a little nervous that people are going to call us out on that for whatever reason, but at the same time, it's like there's only so much content you can do. At the same time, I also don't really care because it's like, A, there's only so much content you can do, but B, we're the ones doing it now. I wouldn't word it that way. That's just taking their thunder. I don't worry about it because it's ideas I came up with before I saw those videos of theirs. That's not exactly what I mean. What I mean by that is it's a different experience in general because we're experiencing it for ourselves. Mm. It's not an idea that we're taking from someone else necessarily, though we can certainly be inspired by them. If we add our own twist on it, it's fine. Yeah. Which is why it's a huge thing for TFP to have three people instead of two, because it adds an extra layer of complexity to things, both with the dynamic and with the overall feeling, I suppose you could say. Because while we are keeping the black and the white with Joe, we're also adding gray. So that's where the feel or vibe of desaturated and more grayscale and darker with spots of color kind of come in. I'm hoping that that will remain consistent throughout in terms of imagery, but we'll have to see because all of this is still evolving. And that's the cool thing about it. I think for me, the whole copying Una's Honest argument, it sort of comes down to the South Park point with The Simpsons. You know, they had that whole episode where they were trying to create a new idea, something that The Simpsons hadn't done, but because The Simpsons was on for 30 years, pretty much all of the ideas that you could use on that sort of platform were exhausted. So at that point, it's sort of like Molly said, because we are a different team, because we are different creators with different minds and inspirations, it is still our own content despite it being a similar idea. You know, Jenna Marbles did a paraffin wax video just like Una's Honest did, but it was a completely different thing because she's a completely different person. Right, that's very true. And it's also the same argument of there's only 21 actual plots of books, but there's millions right. of books. Similar threads, but new evolutions. Hmm. 
Yes. So, Joe, you never did answer the question of what is your background on all of this? So, my background, first freshman year in college, I went, let's upload a couple videos, which I did, such as when I built a one-to-one recreation of the Colosseum in Minecraft. But then that never went anywhere. And then two years later, I tried again and put considerably more effort into it. I started a series of playing Alan Wake with our friend Jerry, Lemon Poppy Seed Muffin. Yes, I remember that, though his new user is Gemini Times 2. Mm. If y'all know who he is. Fantastic human. Sorry. And doing that, I made five episodes somewhere on an old computer. I think I have another five episodes that I just didn't finish editing and never went up. And then I also had, I believe, an almost complete series of Bioshock that just never went up. Oh, wow, really? Where I streamed playing it with no viewers, but just took the VOD and never finished editing it. That just sounds very familiar. Mm -hmm. It's a theme. And then I made an absurdly over-edited video for Binding of Isaac, where I wanted to do a Platinum Godhood run. That would be the series. I had emblems all over the screen showing every unlock in the game that in real time, as I finished those unlocks, would update. So I had a picture of every item in the game that I hadn't gotten yet on the side of the screen. I had a picture of every unlock for every character, every achievement, and they updated in real time. It was a 40-minute video that took me a week and a half to produce, and then I just never went back to it. What I'm hearing here from all of us is that we are three creatives, both left and right brain, who just want to make something. (laughs) And I feel like that's the best way of going about it, in a way. Because now we have accountability Mm -hmm. in each other. We have put considerable amounts of money into this now. And by considerable, I mean like a couple of hundred Between us, yeah. Between us, yeah. Which is more than I'm used to, because I'm normally very spending-averse with a few exceptions. Whereas I now have new webcam, a whole new lighting setup. I built soft walls that cover half my room. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I had to buy a whole house to get my setup to where it that is, is now. That is fair. So. <laughs> you have spent the most, ultimately, on this project. And yeah. And that's good, because we will destroy the house by the end of it. Speaking of, apple cider shenanigans. Ah, uh, yes. Speaking of layers. Yes, that was the most fun I have had in a really long time. Even though it was like kind of stressful and like because some of the items in the pots kept overflowing and there was a lot of water and stuff involved. You'll probably have seen that video by now. And if you're here and you haven't seen it, go back and watch it because I will make something with that footage. It's not edited yet at the time of this recording, but it will be. The onion kept overflowing in the pot because there were too many onions and or not big enough of a pot for what we were making. And so that kept overflowing and spilling down into the burner, which by the way, it congealed to the point where it could have gotten like up into the burner and down into the oven. Oh, really? Yeah. So poor John, I forget when this was exactly. Actually, it was Friday because uh, as I've said to you guys, but not out loud to our listeners here, I lost about 35% of of my weekly sleep allowance to this project already because we recorded our apple cider video on a thursday and by the time friday rolled around i had missed 24 hours of sleep give or take so i came home i was going to clean the kitchen
mention when I came home. I came home and passed out from about 5.30 till 11 past 8, like 15 minutes past 8 o'clock. Yeah. To be fair, the following day I slept 15 hours from the moment I got home after filming that. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. And you especially with your sleep apnea. Yep. That's around a day's worth of sleep for you. Almost. John stayed up until one in the morning and had a bagel for dinner because he could not eat or sleep until the kitchen was clean. child. So I ate and then I went to bed and I felt really, really, really bad because I was intending on cleaning it up and I was going to clean it up. But you know, John, my fiance, builds his persona on being an angry, unhappy person. So I'm always a little shocked when he's not mad at me for Healthy something. Relationship. But he said, because, oh, shush. You know other reasons why that is. But I got up and I was like, okay, I can help you clean this up. And I kept saying, I'm so sorry. He said, no, I'm not going to be mad at you for any reason. You've been asleep for like three hours. That shows me that you just need to go to bed. I will see you in the morning. And the only real thing he's said other than that is, I'm fine with you doing stuff in the kitchen. It just, you just need to be more careful and watch what it is that you're doing on the stove. Because we kind of made a mistake in that we left four pots going on the stove unattended while we filmed another video. Well, they weren't completely unattended. We were watching them. Or at least I was. Right. We were expecting the water to keep overflowing. We weren't expecting water to run out. And that is what resulted in the tofu puck. The tofu discus, yes. <laughs> the tarnished tofu. The charcoal. <laughs> So after that point, we were doing the cleanup and Joe and Ben offered to help me clean up, which I wasn't going to say yes to because it was one in the morning. It got about time to get rid of the onions. And I haven't told you guys all of this yet. John is staring at me. (laughs) I just think Joe needs more adult supervision. He's older than all of us. Technically, I think that night I was supposed to be the adult supervisor. Joe is specifically tasked with being the safety manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John thought there was never going to be a fire. I was making sure of that. It's fine. Things to note for later. So it got to be about time to get rid of the onions because neither John nor I like onions and no one else was going to take them, obviously. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get rid of these. I'm not gonna throw them in the trash funniest moment of filming i'm just gonna toss them outside so this is gonna be news to our viewers and to john who i have not told this you yet didn't oh te- my god ben told me not to tell him so i didn't sorry ben i don't think john can hear this but john if you can hear this it's her fault i am sorry for her no way he'll believe that what that i'm sorry both i'm like okay we put the onions in a fine mesh strainer and i open our sliding glass door to to toss them outside and I toss them you know over the side of the deck and in the process I paint the side of the house in onions <laughs> so we had to clean that up John I was gonna go tell you and I think Ben was trying to like spare me anxiety or something because I think he thought I was gonna get in quote-unquote trouble with you or something because he was like it's fine John doesn't need to know we can clean it up it's fine so the next day after John has cleaned the entire kitchen. John is just face palming right now. The next day after John has cleaned up the entire kitchen, he looks at me and goes, you know, where'd you put the onions? Is that anywhere in the fridge? And I go, no, I tossed them outside. And he goes, that's not right by where the lawnmower is, is it? Oh no. Oh, over on the left? And I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, 
The lawnmower is fine. I did not get onion on the lawnmower. That's a plus. However, I did get onion right outside the window to the laundry downstairs. Yeah, so while you guys are on your fun little trip north uh-huh. to go do more nonsense, I've got it scheduled with my father to come over with the shovel so I can move that because I don't want it going rancid outside the house. I expected animals to be all over that by now. I expected that to it's be gone. Like freaking level three biohazard <laughs> onions and cinnamon and spice aren't supposed to go together they can go together and so that is the totality of my onion cider story you guys just need adult supervision i am an adult you clearly need a different adult yeah that's why i keep trying to rope you into things i'm not going to be the group dad it's not happening hey uh hey daddy junk hey uh <laughs> hey, daddy <laughs> hey papa john i'm, papa I'm john. not Papa I'm, John. I'm not looking at this. Hey. <laughs> if you call him Daddy John to his face, I want to be if there for that. If we hit 10,000 subs. See, now we gotta get 10,000 mm-hmm. subs. Yes. See, Joe, I would do something like that, but I feel like everyone would be incredibly uncomfortable and find it highly inappropriate me calling anyone Daddy. Yes. But for you, it's fine. It's still creepy because Joe is the arbiter of creep. With you, is just uncomfortable. It's me. I'm a creepy. William is just thirsty. Yeah. So did you at least get the onion off of the actual wall completely? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, that was all gone. That's how he didn't know okay. that there was onion good, on the side of the house. Good, because that will damage paint. My favorite part of that whole thing was the pile of onion that was just left on the that deck was banister. very yeah. funny. <laughs> it's all clean. It's all good now. We're just gonna try and be more careful and not mess up the house whenever we're recording in here. And Will, when you come down, we need to do an actual cider video with just the tofu and we need to do it right this time. Yeah, I don't think that's a proper sentence of doing tofu cider right because the mere concept of tofu cider is wrong on every level. That's true. I dropped at work during a meeting. I made mention that I did that and nobody really reacted. I don't think they heard me. So that's probably a blessing in disguise because I still have Mm. a job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your shrinking away from social interaction saved your job. You know what's great though? I get to be the quirky one at work because I work with all like middle-aged and people older than me and none of them understand the internet culture very well. So I can just say things and they will laugh and think that it's me and I'll feel appreciated even though I'm just spouting something I saw someone else say. And it's actually really gratifying. (laughs) I have the same experience with my dad because he's not on the internet a whole lot. He doesn't, you know, see a lot of memes. So I could just make a reference or tell him a joke that I saw like on Reddit or something and he will very thoroughly enjoy it. I usually cite my sources, but sometimes I do just let him think that I'm actually talented. So on that note of talent, what is it that we're excited for in the future? Because I know coming up we have filming for a very special set of videos. I'm excited for that, definitely. Me too. Longer term, it feels weird to say this now after the discussion that just happened, I'm excited to do proper adult work on your house. Okay, like what kind of work? Just for example. Like carpentry or... That's true, that's true, that's true. Some stuff we gotta make sure that, like, we don't need permits for, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need a permit to make a secret alcove under the stairs. We already have one of those. Is there a door on the side of the stairs so you can actually get behind that cabinet? Because there's just that big empty space behind the cabinet with all the cups in it. 
Right. So that space there, that's only blocked off because of the cabinet. There is like a little empty space under the stairs. Mm -hmm. Because you said it's only blocked off because of the cabinet. You could easily create a passageway under the stairs so it's a usable space. Oh, I know what you mean now. Okay, 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 okay. You never know. Maybe. You don't have to know. John doesn't have to know. Right, William? Right. You don't, don't tell know John. Anything, is Molly. this the new Don't Tell Amy? Well, we already <laughs> had plans to make super secret things in and around your house. Yeah, without you and John uh-huh. knowing, yeah. I'm so glad I have such supportive friends. I think the words you're looking for are sneaky and creepy. It's all about increasing the value of your house without you knowing it. Hey, if I don't have to do any of the labor or pay for it, why not, right? Exactly. I am so glad I have that sentence recorded. <laughs> On a more serious note, on the idea of what we're excited for, I suppose you can classify my excitement as sort of like the anticipation of an acid trip. Like, you know you're about to experience some stuff. You're about to see something that you're not even sure you can fully imagine sober. I don't know what to expect with this channel. I don't know what the next year is going to bring with this project, whether or not we'll burn out and it will stop before the year comes or if it will turn into this whole thing and we continue after a year. All I know is that we're learning here and now and there's no way of telling and there's no way of stopping whatever happens with this. That is really well said. Thank you, I try. Can't stop us now because we're having a good time having a good time. Exactly. This experience is kind of like watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the first time. You just don't know what to expect. Kind of like how the actors didn't. Right, yeah. And you're elated and and confused and scared all at the same time. And it's just like, what do we do next? Because we have these big plans over these past couple of weeks of stuff we're going to do. But then what happens after that is my big question. Because we have like videos planned until December with our uploading schedule. But not a whole lot of like concrete things to work with I feel like and we're kind of planning by like times we can actually get together physically and have help with like Ben wanting in on this has been both the biggest surprise and the biggest asset to us oh yeah it's so incredibly useful oh he's great he's a great addition to the three of us honestly he is absolutely fantastic and he can take horrible soy shots like a champ and vinegar shots (laughs) not as good as me per se Mm -hmm. yeah ben is he's a delight on many 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 levels and i'm so glad that he's helping us with the stuff that he can help us with and i know some other friends of ours namely brendan and maybe preston but mostly brendan are down to help at some point as well so this is going to be interesting yeah i think this whole experience can sort of be summed up in a big ball of the unexpected you know when we first started thinking about this it really did start out as you molly just kind of after every Unus Honest video that you saw going, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd really like to film some videos like this with Joe and William. I feel like we could be a pretty fun Mm -hmm. dynamic. And then suddenly it just happened. Yeah, like two weeks ago we just ran with it and now we're in the making of a pretty solid groundwork for what it is that we're trying to do. And that's nuts. It's so surreal. Yes, very surreal. Being a part of this. Especially since the channel does have this whole sort of creepy 
Barbie-esque vibe, this sort of, you know, if anyone has seen the Instagram posts of the Photoshop work that Molly has done, which is absolutely amazing and beautiful. Thank you. That means a lot. There is already this surreal nature to the channel, to our personas and everything like that. And when you wrap it all up in this ball of unexpected, it just takes on this whole new meaning. Like every day when I wake up, you know, I check my messages and I check the updates for the channel for ideas that people have. And I never know what to expect because one day, you know, we're talking about the new cameras that we got in that we're super excited to try. The next might be a video idea for dressing Joe up as Bigfoot. We should totally do that. There's always something that's happening. Apparently it is. And that's the thing about working with creative people. There's always something happening and there is always something to work off of. And when you have a group of people like this who are all very supportive of each other and very open about their ideas, it makes for a very enjoyable creative process because I'm sure all of us have worked with people before that are more combative and more protective of their ideas. But when you have a group that values the people more than the ideas and is willing to work with whatever people have, but still maintain concrete boundaries, it really makes for a very enjoyable and very interesting experience. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. I am trying to both foster ideas and present my own without like overstepping people's expertise or angles at coming at a problem. One of my minors in college was leadership and one of my leadership strategies is usually, and this comes into how I DM a game of D&D as well, is to defer to the group in things that we need to get done with. Does that make any sense? Like whenever it does, I present something, I always try and let others in on the process as well so I'm not dictating things. I always try and ask for other people's input while at the same time asking for their feedback with the things that I present as well. My leadership style is very others focused mostly because I tend to assume that other people know better than me but also because the cohesion of the group is more important to me than being right. That kind of thinking is why I think we've had so much success with this channel. I feel like all of us have this idea that none of us know personally what we're doing. So we're always trying to defer to other people to try and get some semblance of what's right. Because Molly and Joe both have much more experience than I do with so much of what's going on. So my role in this group is basically I'm just trying to make sure that I pull my own weight because most of the time I feel like I'm not. But with this creative process, one thing that Molly does that really opens it up for everyone is, you know, while we're editing or, you know, while she's making a photo, we'll stream the process to get everyone's input on it so that pretty much everything that we do, we are doing together. And because we're so solid as friends and, you know, we put the friendships first, we put the feelings first, we put the people first, it all tends to work out and everyone feels supported and listened to. Right. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, especially when it comes to like streaming stuff to each other on Discord, because that drastically decreases the communication issues in the group because we're seeing what the other person is seeing and we can give live feedback to each other about how to do certain things or what we like or don't like in terms of what we are looking at. Like I just made some channel art kind of on the fly with some stock images that I edited in Photoshop and both Will and Joe were right there with me giving me feedback 
feedback about, you know, what colors to use or, oh, this area is too harsh, but I like this part because it looks like branches, that kind of thing. And that on the fly feedback is very, very valuable. And that's the kind of feedback that I lacked when I tried to do this on my own. And that's why working in a group, in this group specifically as well, has worked out so much better for me personally and hopefully for you two as well. Yeah, because I think especially in a group like this where many, if not all of the members constantly have this idea that what we're doing isn't good or might not be the best, it's really important to have people around you to support you in saying, no, what you're doing is good. Or like with Molly's photo editing, if you're not sure about a certain element of what you're editing, you can come to us and ask our opinion on it. And it's not combative. We're all trying to help. We all want this channel to succeed. And that's the goal. What's your take on all this, Joe? I don't know how to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the GM and Kolok. Yes. Uh, yeah, you were thinking the library too. With the, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know that reference. Kolok is also, it's so good. It's by HyperRPG. It's a live play of kids on bikes. It's basically Twin Peaks, the game, in terms of vibe. And that's also a huge influence for both Will and I in terms of how we're looking at this channel feel-wise. And we have a bunch of other influences too that I feel like we're kind of just deciding on how much of it to bring in. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see where things go. Oh yeah, definitely will be. Absolutely, because I feel like there are some things at this stage of the channel that are just so gray in a sense. They're not fully formed and each of us has GM'd our own TTRPG games and it kind of feels like a section in the story that you have to flesh out when you get to it. I feel like yeah. there are so many things that are undeveloped, but there's no way that we can develop them. That's just how it needs to be until we get there. Right. And I think that's one of the most exciting things is having all these empty spaces and eventually things just start filling in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I'm looking forward to audience participation and feedback, and I'm hoping one day theories too, because that will help us inform what it is that we're doing as well, if yes. there is feedback of any kind. And best of all, we can steal ideas. Yes, that too. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how our dynamic changes both on camera and off as we grow as people, as content creators, as improv artists, as photographers, as videographers, as sound editors, editors, editors in general, producers. Pro yeah, producers. You're a little bit of everything when you are a YouTuber and that's half of the adventure. One thing that I think is one of the more rewarding experiences for this channel is the end products when you finally post something, when you render a video, when things start coming together because talk is talk and ideas are wonderful but when you actually start seeing those ideas in motion like we're recording the podcast obviously right now but this is mostly just three friends mm -hmm. talking this is what we do on almost a nightly basis once you go through and you edit it and it becomes a video and it's fine-tuned and it's 
sharpened in their graphics. It's like you've done this thing and you have this tangible product and all this work that you put into it, it's infinitely mm-hmm. rewarding. Absolutely. You were saying the other night how like once you got the hang of Lightworks, how you were like, this is actually really fun. And that's exactly how I felt like when we started this project, we kind of tried to skeleton crew like some responsibilities before we kind of decided, you know what, everyone's doing a little bit of everything. I was just doing the social media and that is a huge endeavor in and of itself, but I was itching to edit again. And now here we are. I think for me with editing, it's definitely, it can be a tedious process. Absolutely. As you said before, it's rewarding in some aspects, but I think if there's one thing that I can pass on to other newbies is try your best because I do this a lot, honestly, to not get too lazy with your editing. Do take the time to watch back all of the footage before you cut it, because there have been times where I'll just go through and anywhere where there isn't a sound wave, I cut it. And you know, you can lose a lot of really great reaction footage by doing that. Yeah, why would you do that? Because, <laughs> you know what? It was just a supercut. It didn't matter. The supercut was great. We should, <laughs> you should post the that, supercut at some yeah, point. Yeah, the supercut was fantastic. That is great filler content. No, that's something we should just occasionally upload anyway. <laughs> Honestly, that was super fun to put together, especially because it was fairly informal. So I can just like slap something together and just have it be whatever I want it to be, which is why the Supercut was so great. And I highly recommend for other people to do that, to just take some footage that maybe you don't have any plans for it, maybe you already used for it, and just, you know, make a meme. Just have fun with it because that's where you're really going to get the enjoyment from editing and like keep your momentum. Yeah, memeing yourself, you would think that it would make you self-conscious and maybe on some level it does a little bit but the anticipation of someone else's reaction to that is like the biggest motivator just as long as you be careful not to tie your expectation too closely to that desire because if you do end up disappointed or it doesn't work out the way that you want it to that can be very disheartening but more than anything else it's all about from my experience which is something I didn't really learn before taking things as they come and not trying to force anything and just being natural natural about it and learning what you can when you get frustrated, going with the flow and doing what you can. So closing thoughts. Overall, don't be intimidated to start a YouTube channel, but make sure the people around you who you are embarking on this great journey with are the right people. People who you love and care about and can really depend upon or rely on. I totally agree. I think I talk too much, (laughs) honestly. I think Joe needs to talk more. Yeah. I definitely do need to talk more. (laughs) Yes. It's almost like you've built a whole character around Mm. that. It's almost like it's a really, really solid defense mechanism. Oof. Right? I suppose one closing thought is that I have spent money I didn't need to on this for one. Same. (laughs) And I am very good at hiring collaborators without consulting the two of you. Oh, that's right, because you got a photographer, right? I got a photographer and I hired Laplace for the music coordination. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening and we'll be in touch. This has been the Learner's Permit Podcast, available wherever fine podcasts are appreciated. Learner's Permit is the companion podcast to The Factotum Project, which can be found on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram under The Factotum Project. Thanks for listening, and we'll be in touch.